Hey mamas, welcome to the Being Mother Hustler podcast. I'm your host mother hustler, Kareen Mills. I'm a mama of two boys, founder of a tribe called Mother Hustler Nation, co-founder of the Game Changers Global Network, an insurance professional turned lifestyle entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and author. Each and every week, I'm bringing you stories and thoughts from mom entrepreneurs who will inspire you to take massive, imperfect action, unapologetically chase your dreams, and eradicate your excuses so you can quit treating your business like a hobby and turn your side hustle into full-time income. I know being mother hustler is not easy, but sisters, we are making it happen even in this beautiful mess. Thank you so much for being present with me today. Now let's go mother the world. Sharon Janes said, Successful mothers are not the ones that have never struggled. They are the ones that never give up despite the struggles. My special guest today is amazing at going through her struggles and saying that it doesn't have to be all or nothing when it comes to fitness and raising your children. You can do a little bit every day, and it's about creating a daily habit that can get you to the wheel of success. It's that little things that you do on a daily basis, and that's going to get you to your larger and bigger success. I am super impressed by what she's built. If you look at her Instagram profile, she has built a following, if not close to 100,000, it's probably over 100,000 by now. And it's amazing what she said in this podcast that you're about to hear is that she had built that Instagram profile and following organically. She did not want to pay for a lot of ads to build following that are not authentic, that are not genuine. And she wanted to attract a tribe of mothers to instill the the athlete in them and to encourage them that they can do it while they're raising their children. People, you are going to love this woman. Jennifer has an amazing story. Jennifer has done well for herself in terms of getting her fit no matter what time of day, no matter what struggles she comes across with. She's someone to follow along. So get ready and buckle up. And we're about to go get the hustle started. Galman, yes. Galman. Cool. So let me just go through your um, bio here because you have a long, nice bio. (laughs) Hope it's not too long. (laughs) I think it's lovely. Thank you. Yeah. 
So Jennifer is a certified American Council on Education trainer with specialties in pre and postnatal fitness, TRX. Now you'll have to tell me during our podcast what TRX mean, and then yoga and nutrition. She is a mother of four boys. Oh my goodness, I have two and you have times two. <laughs> but I do have to tell you really quickly, two was my hardest number. People never believe me, but I swear it was harder with just two. <laughs> really? Yeah, because you know, learning to juggle, it really was hard, at least for me, and I think probably for a lot of people. And so I think that's why a lot of people stop it too. But we just were crazy enough and kept going. And then three was so much easier. I think because the first two could play together and you kind of got over the hump and you figured out how to handle more than one. <laughs> wow. And um, she's a creator of BWMC Fitness with the mission of finding the athlete in every parent. And I love what you do. I mean, I look at your social media, especially your Instagram, and it's quite impressive. She's also co-founded UFIT, a YouTube channel. So catch her on YouTube. And I'm also doing this live on YouTube. Unfortunately, I can't put you on there, but I am kind of facing my YouTube channel right now. And I just started my YouTube channel. Um, with six fitness experts from around the world to inspire all levels of fitness that, that getting active can happen anywhere, anytime. And she is from absolutely California. She's from America, but you're currently in Hong Kong, but you've lived pretty much in a lot of places like Prague. Um, I don't even know some of these places, how to pronounce it. <laughs> Kyrgyzstan and um, where were we? Baku, Azerbaijan, and yeah, all over the place, which, you know, places I would have never thought to go, but my husband's work has brought us there and it's been quite an adventure. And I'm hooked. I've got the travel bug. <laughs> hey, you know, I like traveling. I've traveled in five countries, actually six countries in Southeast Asia, and Asia was a lot a lot cheaper than a lot of other places in the in the world. Sure. But wow, that's amazing. Yes, I love, I love the opportunity of it. It's fantastic. And I think it's fantastic for the boys. I mean, that's not something I grew up with. I moved around a lot. My dad was in the Navy, but we always stayed in the States. So I didn't really go abroad until I got married. And now it's been all over. <laughs> wow. So tell me a little bit about your journey, because obviously we all didn't get to our journey you talk about how you grew up and everything. So take us back, because I, you know, I personally um, grew up in the Philippines. I don't know if you've looked at some of my social media, but I, yeah. So for me, I was born in California, and my, as I said, my dad was in the Navy, and we moved all around the States, just basically like every two years, which is funny now with my husband's job, because I'm used to moving every two years, so I, it's, we're in Hong Kong now for three, and this is going to be our third year we're coming up to, and I'm already getting the itch, like, where are we going next? <laughs> but... Um, I was always very active and loved to swim and run and I was on the swim team and the track team and really enjoyed being active and my husband was always very active so we thought when we had a family that 
it shouldn't be too much of a challenge to keep that up. And boy, did I learn that it really can be and is. And I was really great before having kids about going to the gym and going to the spin classes and app classes, you name it, I love to try it. And so I really tried to keep that same routine up. I first came along and I thought, I'll just use the daycare. And um, that, it didn't go as planned, <laughs> just as so much doesn't. Yeah, I would drop, off my, <laughs> yeah, I'd drop off my oldest and of course he wasn't very happy to be left there. And often the babysitters would come get me to the point where I started to literally like turn around while I'd be on whatever machine it was. And it was not giving me what I needed it to. In fact, it was really stressful. So I, we also ended up moving to Prague shortly after having my first. And there it was tricky to find babysitters at gyms. And I said, you know what? It's time to get creative with my workouts. You know, the gym hasn't been working for me. Let's see what I can do at home around everyday moments with my one boy and then obviously as our family grew, the rest of our boys. And that was the beginning of really having some fun with getting creative with my workouts and realizing a lot can be done right at home. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Great. <laughs> wow. So, so this whole workout from home, and it's not even like workout from home as I'm seeing your Instagram it's mostly like workout when you can insert it in your lifestyle because you have a lifestyle, obviously, and in this whole entire podcast of mine is mother-centric. And, you know, in this new technologically advancement or advanced world, it is... Um, it's giving us a lot of opportunity to really be mom first, right? Definitely. And, and if I feel like there's a lot of moms that are taking full advantage of that, but there's also a lot of moms that are quite not there yet. And there's two parts of my mission in doing this podcast is number one, to really give that full validation to moms that are like you and me that are, you know, doing our work when we can, but we put our family first. And then there's that other group of moms that are not quite validated. They're confused whether they should go after their dreams or they should stay in the workplace or career that they have that is very well accepted by society. So how can you or what can you say to those moms because i think that there is that group of moms that are still quite on that crossroads yes um i think it's something that we're all trying to figure out i know for me i personally wanted to stay at home with my family when we started our family i was an assistant professor in special education and um, i decided to take leave and I was really excited about that, but also nervous about what I was leaving mm -hmm. behind. And which also was wonderful because because I wanted to put my family first during that period of time. And I still wanted to keep my fitness journey alive. That's what made me pursue becoming a trainer. And I noticed for a lot of other parents, 
when you become a mother, it's so easy to let so many other priorities that used to be priorities go. Mm -hmm. Self-care, um, whether it's your time for your health or just taking time for you, just a little bit of me time. And that's what made me really want to start working with preschool parents initially, where my son was going to preschool. I started connecting with a lot of preschool parents and saying, hey, right after you drop off your kids, let's get together and do a TRX workout, which by the way, stands for total body resistance exercise. I know oh. you had that in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I share workouts all the time about them, so you'll have to check it out. But um, it was a great way to connect with other parents and help them make time for their health but also me time, not just fitness, but also time to socialize and get away from always just putting the kids first. Because of course, when the kids are with you, naturally they become the priority. So it was really nice to have those layers put together, but I can definitely relate to the challenges of it and how hard it can be to keep your self-care and your yourself as a priority. Yeah, I know it's, um... And also that to go after that, because I think a lot of moms that have a career, right? They have to really struggle between to let it go or to stay home and find a way to still generate some revenue or income and contribute to the household. Because even though, frankly, we contribute a lot, even if we didn't bring income to the household, right? Um, one of my interview the other day had said, you know, a lot of moms don't put value into their skill set. And we do develop skill sets like uh, conflict resolution and, you know, run, being a CEO of the company, even because we run our households and then doing budgeting and everything. So a lot of us, when we're not quite an entrepreneur yet or a business person, we don't quite understand that those things apply in the business world. They really right? do. I mean, you think about how much you juggle every day, every second of every day. And it's really, I think about how much has changed in just my fitness level, but so much across the board. I know that I am now stronger as a person than before I had my kids. And that's not just physically, but emotionally and how much you can take on. But you're right, I think a lot of that comes back to society and how much we value mm -hmm. what's really happening at home. And I think it helps to remind each other that this is so important to help raise the future. But of course, you need to value it yourself and realize that when the time comes when your kids are older or you wanna get back in, there's so much you can contribute. And yeah, believing in that. So you have a lot of education, Jennifer, and I, and I look at your education. I mean, you have a PhD. That's kind of a big deal, <laughs> right? So how did you, how did you grapple with the fact that, you know, I, I went through this PhD, I have worked a lot and now, um, and it goes back to, we have so much opportunity to be mom first and, and being able to generate an income online with the technological advancement, social media coming along, the digital age, because I think the industrial age is slowly disappearing, although it's still there, right? Yes. And I believe that a lot of the education that we go through, and I'm, I'm uh, college educated too, I have my bachelor's degree in accounting, Fantastic. but there's 
Like I never use it, right? So do you, did you ever struggle with the fact that, um, you know, I went through this and you probably had either a student loan or paid a lot of money in tuition to go through this? Sure. We, you know, I think the biggest thing is how much time and energy I put towards my education. I always knew I wanted to keep going with it, but I also always knew I probably did want to take time off to mm. be with my family. I did pulled out till I had my first son to really know for sure, because, you know, you never know till you're yeah. on the other side of it. But um, as much as I felt, wow, you know, to get to this point, if I take the time off, it will never be quite the same. It would be quite a struggle to get back into it. Everything in my being felt, no, this is the right decision. So even at this time where um, I'm working and loving what I'm doing, and it's very different from what I started with, all of that really built um, quite a road to get me to where I am today. Mm -hmm. But Yes, I, I think, yes, there's that struggle to let go of everything you've done already, but I just kept looking forward knowing that I wanted to put the time towards my family. And I also knew it, in our circumstances that we were going to be moving around a lot abroad. So it was going to be a little bit easier. Either way, I'd be looking for different universities. So it was a special circumstance in some ways. Wow. So how are you able to, because I'm guessing because you have um, about a hundred thousand. Actually, I think you have a hundred thousand and growing, right? Down there, yes. Do you spend money on marketing yourself, or have you organically grown your following because of just the uniqueness of how you do things? Because I think you are probably the only one I've ever come across with that truly does what you do. I mean, it's hard. I have a struggle of just going to the gym every other day. <laughs> I agree. Just coming out the door is complicated, which is sometimes easier just to stay here and get it done. But um, yes, completely 100% organic. And wow. actually, I have never self-marketed um, as far as wanting, needing to promote or wanting to promote. And I've been really passionate about wanting it to truly be organic. Um, there's been so many opportunities to um, go a different route with that um, in order to, whether it be advertise things I didn't believe in, in order to grow, um, you name it, the opportunities are there. But mm -hmm. I just felt to do this the way I want, you have to look long term. I think there's a lot of quick ways to get to a certain place that you want to be. But if you really want it to last and you want it to be quality, You've got to do it the right way. It's a lot of work, but you've got to love it. And I do. And honestly, when I started, I put out a video. It was actually, what's funny enough, my husband, it was his idea. <laughs> he said, you know wow. what? All these ideas, why don't you make a video? And I thought, really? <laughs> I mean, this is three years ago. And it was New Year's Eve, 2014, so almost 2015. And I just went, okay, well, I have one idea, a laser tag workout, and let's video it. He, he took it the first time, and um, we put it out on Facebook, and I started a business page, and I thought, well, who knows? <laughs> and I got hooked because it was really exciting to watch when people respond to it. I mean, I really was hoping to just inspire, just mm -hmm. to say, hey, you know what? A lot of us struggle with making time for this. 
what if you try some of these ideas with your family at home, get a little creative with it. And honestly, as much as I've wanted to inspire, it has been so inspiring to see people reach out and respond to it and say, I've tried this. I never thought like to do just a few minutes versus a whole hour at the gym and just really rethink how you could fit it in. So it's, it, yeah, yeah. But in small uh, increments of time is what you're trying to do. I think it's for if you can do more, I, I always set out a goal for like, it would be great if I could get 30 minutes in. I mean, that is the goal, but almost always it's cut short because that's reality at home and with the family. I mean, how many things can you go 30 minutes straight on ever, <laughs> whether it's a meal or, you know, any uh, phone call, you know, everything's cut short, at least in my house. And I know a lot of other people could relate to that. So let's be realistic here. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. And I think, I know a lot of people relate to, oh, but if I can't get the full 30 minutes or if I can't get the full hour, I'm not even gonna start. And I think that's where we chip ourselves up because I truly, truly believe consistency is the key. So if you can only get to 10 minutes most days of the week, that is better than getting to the gym twice a week, I think, because you're really gonna get into the habit of it and also, I found, you know, okay, if I just do 10 minutes, um, that's okay, I can do that. And then suddenly you can go a little bit longer because things are going rather well in the house or you got really into your workout and you got an energy boost. So I'll go a little bit longer and then suddenly it's 20 minutes and hey, that's a good workout. So it's, again, giving yourself the belief that if I do a little, it's okay. And I think that's wow. powerful. Wow, so you're saying that 10 minutes every day is better than twice a week for 30 well, minutes for me i found because so many people it's just getting out the door or whether they, maybe they don't have a gym membership or you have a gym membership but you find you don't use it because of all the obstacles of getting there or being there so hey let's let's make it more realistic for you if you mm -hmm. can get to the gym i think that's fantastic i mean again that's the great thing about motherhood as you learn along the way, we all have a different path. So yes. if it's your me time, take it. If it works for your family, that's wonderful. For me, there's been a lot of reasons why it hasn't. And the funny part is, is now I'm getting to a point where I could probably go to the gym more often, but mm. it's become such a habit to want to do this. And it's really fun to get creative with your workout so that um, you want to do it more often because it's fun. And that's, that's another key, I think, to keeping it fun and interesting. Wow. Yeah. So with me, like sometimes on my off days, I would just go ride bikes with my kids and just yeah. killing two birds with one stone and having fun with them. I have two boys, so they're, they're going to be 12 and nine this okay. year. But um, sometimes, though, I feel insufficient so I'm, I'm following a cross, I, have you heard of CrossFit before? Okay, I'm following the CrossFit discipline and there's a lot of discipline in fitness, right? Um, I don't quite lift heavy, heavy weights anymore, but I feel insufficient when I'm just riding a bike. Even if it's like a 20 minute ride bike type thing with my kids, um, I feel like I still have to go to the gym. What can you tell us about that? Well, I think there's a lot of body weight exercises you can do at home. And again, if you crave the gym, there's, it's a fantastic place to get fit as well. Um, but there are so many things you could be doing at home in order to still feel that resistance training. Um, 
one of the things I talked about earlier was the TRX, but even just using your body weight, uh, there's so, and also your boys. I don't know if, um, you know, if you've ever given them a piggyback ride or done a few squats with them on your shoulders. Yes. That you will feel real quickly. <laughs> so if, you, if you're really craving it and you can't get to the gym, you can use them as well. <laughs> wow. My oldest is real. I mean, he's really lanky and he's taller than me, oh, but yes. he's solid. Like, so, my boys too. yeah, he's heavy, yes. you know? <laughs> You need, you need a smaller mini to put up there. <laughs> but I have squatted with them when he was just, you know, a lot lighter than he is yeah. now. Yes. He's almost as bigger, like almost bigger than me. Oh my goodness. I know. It's so I, yeah, I noticed that you actually involve your kids in the workout. And I love that about, I mean, I, I just, you know, seeing your Instagram posts or even the whole Instagram that you have as I was reviewing it. I really love the fact that you include your kids. And sometimes, of course, your husband, he has to have his face covered, which like I could so relate because my husband does not like social media. He does not have a Facebook. He has this Instagram that he uses another name. He doesn't like his privacy being. Yes. Um, yeah. And I guess that's what makes it funny that this was all his idea. But um, I do love him jumping in there and it's it's been kind of fun to keep it that way <laughs> so I've had a couple because as you know this is a new podcast and I really am enjoying it because I have a lot of aha moments even for me you know I've been an entrepreneur since I was in college yeah. and um, even for me I'm, I'm I don't think we'll ever end learning right we're a lifelong learners but Absolutely. there's there's been a lot of aha moments for me, one of which was a um, lady that I interviewed today for my episode was she said that sometimes we tell our kids to go for it and we tell our kids to do, they could do whatever they want, they could be whoever they want if they set their mind to it and then we go back to our old ways and not we don't do what we tell our kids. And so she says, sometimes when she is like about to quit on her business or she's just frustrated, she remembers the fact that, um, what would I tell my kids if this was my children? And she also has boys. It's weird because most of the people that I'm <laughs> seem to be interviewing have boys. So do you think that by you, even though you have education and PhD and all these other accolades and the commas in your name, do you think that by you going after, you know, what you really want, which is being with them and being present with them. And at the same time, finding ways to truly generate some income to contribute to your household is helping nurture your kids into that, you know, hopefully someone that sees, because I think there's one way of, okay, there's one way of telling your kids that they could do whatever they want. And there's, and then we go back to our old ways as a parent. And then there's another way of showing them and telling them at the same time and reinforcing that, look at me, I'm doing what I'm doing. And, you know, I kid you not, I, in frustrations with my business, sometimes I, you know, I cry or there's other season in my business where I, I just want to give up and my kids see all that. And, and sometimes they're the ones that motivates me to keep going. 
Completely. I think, I think that's a huge part of motherhood is always wanting to be better because someone's always watching and learning and you want so much for your kids to be even better, um, have a better life than you had or just become better people. And you know, anytime I see something, oh, I wish they were doing this better. The first thing I do is think, oh, did I lose you? I don't know. I'm here. Okay. For some reason I lost your picture. Um, so the, the first thing I think is to look back on myself. Is this something I'm motivated to do? Um, I can definitely relate to what you've said about, you know, there's ups and downs with a business like this uh, and being aware that they're learning by watching with how you respond. And even something um, that I watch my boys deal with, with, whether it's negative comments or bullies at school, mm -hmm. usually they'll deal with online. Um, I see, you know, I, there are naturally over the three years I've been sharing my fitness journey, there have been negative comments and it's been mm. something that times can really bother you. And I thought, you know what, it's the perfect lesson of what I'm telling my boys, I need to respond the same way. And so, yes, I can relate to all of that. And I think no matter what, they are learning from you and the positives and the negatives. So it makes me want to always be better because... Mm. They're practicing all of it too. Yeah. Yeah. I think like my, my kids, they're both of them want to be entrepreneurs. And I think no matter how hard they see me work and sometimes it can get so frustrating, they see that it's, I'm able to drop everything to be with them if, if I need to. And, and they are seeing that I can be present with them when I need to, or they are my number one priority. So it's kind of pulling them into, you know, mom, I want to go to school, do, do really good. And my oldest is a straight A student, but at the same time, like he wants to be an engineer, but at the same time, he says, I want to be an engineer, but I want to be an entrepreneur kind of engineer. So it, it's, it's really, it's really blossoming for them, you know, because they see you go through that and being able to have the freedom to do whatever you, you know, what's the, what's the number one priority in understanding family is so important for me. You know, I grew up in the Philippines, I had six siblings and our family ties is really is really strong even now that my brother lives in England and my other brother and sister lives in the Philippines still and my sister lives in LA and I live my mom lives in LA my dad's retired in the Philippines and I live in Portland Oregon and and we still have that bond no matter how much how many miles we're far away from each other and I'm able to if something happened drop everything I'm doing and and go be with my family I love that too. That's so important. What, uh, what is your, like, so you talked a little bit about growing up. Did you grow up in California? Well, it's, I was born there, but we did move around basically every two years. So to Florida, to Illinois, to Texas, Louisiana, I mean, just all around. And wow. I ended up in California 
when I went to high school and then I went to college out in Santa Barbara, UCSB, and I'd love to go back. I mean, we go back between every move. We always go back to Santa Barbara. That's my heart belongs there. Even all the places I've seen in the world, that's still my favorite. <laughs> wow, really? That says a lot about Santa Barbara. I've been to Santa Barbara and it's a really neat place. Yes, it's beautiful. Gorgeous. Except there was, there was a big fire around there, wasn't there? Yes, there was all around, and most of my family's in Orange County, too, um, but that whole area was definitely affected, which makes us nervous to eventually want to move out there, but, but yes, it's still a wonderful place. So are you guys, um, are you native to the United States? Yes, and we'll okay. actually be moving back to Virginia next summer, and we'll have a couple years back before we go out again which is good because we can reconnect with everybody, but also it's like you really get used to living abroad too. So you're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell me about living abroad because you're in Hong Kong right now and do you speak the language or is that a struggle for you, especially with, does your kids go to school there? Yeah, so um, our kids go to school and actually in every place they've learned a different language. So it'll be funny to see if this really helps them long-term be able to truly pick up a language because it always changes every two years. But they're learning Mandarin in school. And but Hong Kong, what's been unique about it is everybody really speaks English. So it was probably wow. the easiest place to get used to because just about, I mean, there's a couple times you'll get in the taxi and there's a little bit of a difficulty, but for the most part, everybody speaks English. You can find anything you want. In a lot of the other places we lived, it was like, there were like five restaurants in Kyrgyzstan and you just had to be happy with what you had. <laughs> yeah. And the community, what's interesting about a place like Kurdistan, the expat community truly comes together and you really rely on each other. But a big place like Hong Kong, I mean, it's, it's like living in New York. It's a New York vibe, but then mm. you've got gorgeous beaches and it almost feels a little bit like Hawaii weather. Um, it's been fascinating and really definitely enjoyed it. But funny That's enough, fun. really my favorite place was Baku, Azerbaijan. Mm -hmm. And I think it was probably the community as well. And people spoke Russian there. I did not learn Russian. I learned a little bit, enough to get by. But <laughs> each place has its challenges. But it's exciting. Wow. That is good. You get exposed to a lot of um, different cultures. Definitely. Do you think that helps your kids in opening their minds up? Because I think that traveling because there's okay i went to asia and uh, most people that had traveled in asia and i'm from asia but i'd never been in any other parts of asia until 2013 i went to southeast asia um thailand laos cambodia vietnam and then back to thailand but um most people that were traveling there are are european it seems like and they call vacation a holiday in Europe. Yeah. So it seems like Americans are really scared of other places or um, they only go to Europe or they don't go anywhere at all. So do you think that's helping your kids be, you know, it's probably the best teacher for me. I learned so much backpacking Southeast Asia in 2013 than I ever had um, in my entire life about Asia. I even took a, a cooking class when I was in Thailand. So, oh, wow. yeah. 
a hundred percent. I think I, I, I can't relate to the types of experiences my boys are getting. I just think how incredible, because I think it's incredible. So for them, I think it's an amazing experience. I know they also say the only negative that can happen is you can become a third culture kid because you really aren't back in the States so much. So you identify mm. in a whole different way. But I think that's what's great with being able to go back for a couple of years. But the opportunities to see different parts of the world and really not only just know geography, but really be able to speak from experience and mm -hmm. getting to know different cultures. I think it's amazing. And I, I truly hope I, they love it right now. And I hope that keeps up so that we can continue. <laughs> yeah. Do they go to school in Hong Kong? Is that where you, you said I'm, I'm on my way home when I was messaging you and DMing you on <laughs> so I was dropping off my youngest at preschool and um, running right back. So luckily the schools are really close to my house. So that makes it easy. And my older ones do go off on the bus. And uh, yes, yeah, they, they've enjoyed it. The funny thing about Hong Kong versus some of the other places we've lived in now is that a lot of people have lived here for a really long time, whereas in Azerbaijan or Kyrgyzstan, there was a lot of turnover in the expat community and a lot of mm -hmm. these international schools, there was constantly new kids. Here, it was not as normal to be new. So again, I think it speaks to the kind of place Hong Kong is, is that it's so nice that people are just staying a long time or have been here since the beginning. So, um, but again, I think it's a great skill set to learn is how to be new. And mm -hmm. I, I know it was hard for me growing up moving every two years, but after a while, you learn to make friends pretty quickly because you've done it so many times. <laughs> well, it becomes a new norm too, you know? And you build that skill set of, you know, how do I make friends now? I'm in a new place. Yes. Right. So I've got, um, we've gone through about 30 minutes and I try to do it 30 to 40 minutes, just depending on our conversation. And I don't really much have like a structure or anything. I like to just get to know the person I'm interviewing with and really going with the flow so I, I do have um, a couple more questions for you. Do you read any personal development books? Is there anybody that you follow as a thought leader that really inspires you on social media? Um, recently, I just started following Gary V. <laughs> yes, I follow Gary. He's pretty yes. blunt. <laughs> Very blunt. Um, recently though it was interesting one of my closest friends that I actually connected with on IG and we ended up meeting out in California and doing a few workouts together she um, connected me with his page and I thought you know as much as it's blunt I think it speaks to um, many entrepreneurs because mm -hmm. you go through a lot of those ups and downs you question you know all the time you're putting into it and you coming back to I think the post today was all about it being about gratitude and it being about it's making you happy, not about it being the number one thing, making money. I thought that's a, that's a really great message. That's, where I, that's how it started. And I think you have to remind yourself of those things along the way. So that's the first one that comes to mind. But yes, Blunt. <laughs> oh, yeah. He has a wonderful story, though. Yes, I agree. Do you read any books at all? Personal development, spiritual things, things of that um, nature? Lately, I've been focusing a lot on DR, diastasis recti, um, mm -hmm. focusing on postnatal, actually pre and postnatal um, effects of 
the ab separation. I don't know if that's something you ever experienced in your pregnancies, but it's really common for a lot of moms. And so I've been doing a lot of reading on that because I get questions almost daily on exercises that are for wow. that. Trying to connect better with moms and making things as much as I like to make things fun. Mm-hmm. I think what's also great is coming back to the education piece of um, remembering that there are some foundations that need to be built here, especially for moms that are just starting with fitness. So making it accessible at even the beginner levels. So I've been reading up a lot on educating more on how to get DR exercises across to my community. Right. So um, you look really good and I commend you and, and, and give you kudos for looking good, right? For having four children and I'm not sure how old you are, but you never asked a lady how old they are, right? <laughs> um, you're 42? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, girlfriend, you look amazing. Oh, you. you put me to shame. I'm, I'm going to be 39 next month. Actually, this is me, right? So well, you look amazing too. Thank <laughs> you. On the other side. <laughs> thank you. So I see your workout, right? And, and I see that in slivers of time, you insert working out um, into your daily routine with either your kids or your household chores, etc. Do you have a specific uh, dietary requirement because I don't see you posting about food, right? And I think that's sometimes I because I follow fitness, other fitness people on Instagram, and um, we we tend to show how how good we look, but we don't see the dietary requirement that because I think it has to do also with diet, and they work hand in hand with your workout do you have any dietary discipline that you follow or is there any advice you can give to moms so yeah so i do share um, more of my food on my stories so it can be found um mm. i share some of my meals throughout the day or different meal ideas uh, especially dinners i mean but for me I, again motherhood has made me really reflect on my diet as well besides just fitness motherhood and wanting my kids to really eat healthy as well mm-hmm. and I think the biggest thing um, that I've loved doing with them is eating a rainbow at every meal as much as possible and mm-hmm. one that's catchy for kids and they love the idea of making their plate look pretty but the idea of getting a mixed vegetable mixed um, fruit so having some peppers and strawberries and last night broccoli on the plate along with your protein along with the couscous for the grain so really filling that plate with a variety but also balancing it with the proteins and the whole grains that you need so um, I think that's really worked well and also just making sure you eat throughout the day I think a lot of people like to restrict for me I'm somebody that likes and needs to eat every few hours so having a breakfast every morning having a snack as well as a lunch a snack again and dinner to keep yourself fueled and fueled well so that you don't make it to the end of the day and I think so many of us have experienced this where you haven't eaten enough and then suddenly that chocolate or whatever choice is in the fridge is really looking tempting because you're not you haven't (laughs) throughout the day so, and of course, balance is a part of it. It's not 100% percent 
only healthy choices. You know, we, we had the ice cream over the weekend and mm -hmm. I'm sure you enjoy it. But yes, definitely. I would say number one, filling the plate with the rainbow and keeping the meals balanced. That's, that's awesome because it's really hard to like not having carbs or, you know, like just the restrictive diet. You know what I'm saying? I have, I have tried those in the past. And for me, it's not something I think it really goes hand in hand with my fitness philosophy. It's not extreme. I, but I feel like it needs to be something you can be consistent with and really think long-term. It's not a, a diet, it's a lifestyle. So if you're starting this, are you going to be able to maintain it weeks from mm. now? Hearing him out, you did what would make him feel like he's still winning. Yeah. Even though the I mean, in reality, you're the one that's, when you figure out someone and you can play their game, you're the freaking winner. <laughs> right? Totally. That's totally it. Like, and my kids are watching all this go down, you know, and my daughter at the time was a senior in high school. So this was her senior year of high school that we had, that we were living um, away from him and he and I were, you know, the working it out and all that crap. But we've, we did, we, we wrote up our divorce papers together and we filed it. And Good. I kid you not, the day that we went and, and signed our divorce papers to, for it to be final, he walked me out to my car from the courthouse. He met my best friend of 20 years for the first time that wow. day, that wow. day. So that's how isolated I was from my friends. I had a friend who had helped me raise my kids that he had never met the whole time we were married because he isolated me from my friends that much. Wow. He, met, he met her that day because she worked at the courthouse. She was the one who took our paperwork from us behind the counter. It was wow. just such a weird like way for that to happen. But we walked out to the car and he told me that he wanted to be with me. He just didn't want to be married to me anymore. And I was yeah. just like, no, no. <laughs> like, no that's not how the control is. again. <laughs> exactly. And I had to just play him. And I was like, yeah, maybe someday, but not now. Like, this isn't it. Like, I think this is the best choice for us, you know? Good. And after all of that, like, I ended up buying my own house, which I never thought I was going to do. Oh my gosh. And Good for you, girl. I, um, I, I was trying to find something to work through my healing. And that's when I found my essential oils and my yoga. Um, it just kind of, it found me, I guess you could say. No, you were ready to receive it. Yeah. I was really ready to receive mm -hmm. it. And mm -hmm. so that's kind of the space that I've landed in is essential oils. Um, I started doing practicing yoga every single day and I was feeling really proud and like encouraged and strong and all of these things. And then I realized very quickly that I needed to share that with people. Mm -hmm. And I took a yoga teacher training and I now am a yoga teacher. Yes. So now so I share, you. now I share yoga and oils with people. You, who should, are ready. you should have seen your face when you said that. <laughs> You'll see it on your YouTube. <laughs> I, will. I will. You know, like, like right now, like today I've been preparing for um, a class that I'm going to be giving tonight with two of my, my very good friends. And, and we've started this like kind of collective um, healing thing that we're doing. So that's my journey now is just to bring the awareness to people that, that they can heal through their pain. Mm -hmm. We have to lean into it though. That's the, that's the thing. You do. Is that uh, 
we if we try to bypass all of the pain then we're just bypassing right you've heard you know that term spiritual bypassing yeah you suppress your pain it never it never goes away the more you you allow it to surface it's it's kind of like the smoke when you open the lid the smoke comes out you know it's like a smoke that you've been hiding and it's always going to be a smoke and it's going to stink right Mm -hmm. because it's a smoke and smoke smells when it's a smoke from a burning wood or whatever yeah. and so if you let those out the more you let it out and the more at peace you are with your life because now it's no longer being bottled inside of you and and when you bottle it inside of you and you know this i'm preaching to the choir but you're short fused and it truly shows up in how you react to people certain behavior you know and and like yoga heals a lot meditation heals a lot yoga with oil and yoga with with meditation and all all of them together you know with your diffuser and all that mm-hmm. it's just such a calm you create a calm environment it creates a calm mind and it creates your world around you because it always starts with you so kudos to you for arriving to where you're at now so tell me more okay hang on i have to let my cat in because he's freaking out at my door go for it (laughs) he's out there scratching and crying i hear him i heard him you hear him i know he's crazy uh hi baby okay you're all right Uh, so, all right. So let's see. So I've been teaching for about a year and a half and, um, I'm also in my advanced yoga teacher training. So I'm, I'm going to be, you know, I've been doing that and that's like a two year training that I'm doing. Wow. And the style of yoga that I'm starting to teach is more, um, like a yin restorative type of yoga where you go deeper into your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of being in the pose for a longer time and then having the oils. So I, what I do is I bring oils to a class and I have like an intention or a theme with it. And um, I have the people put the first oil on and we talk about the intention and then I put them into a pose. And then I, I either give them space to think or I give them like little nuggets to kind of chew on while they're in that pose you know, so just talking about whatever the emotional theme is that, that goes with the oils that I've brought. And it's just my favorite thing to do. It's my favorite way to connect with people aside from music and dancing. That's my other favorite way to connect with people. Yeah. Um, but the, the teaching yoga really, I thought that I wanted to teach like, like vinyasa, like flow power. Cause that's what I was practicing at first. And then I had an injury in my arm while I was in my teacher training. And I realized that I needed to slow down. And then I realized that most of the world needs to slow down. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. I I teach a lot of slow down so you can speed up. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that whole, that you've got the yin and the yang, right? So Mm -hmm. we live in all the time. We're going, we're striving, we're doing, we're becoming. Um, and a lot of people don't take time to live in the yin side where we're slowing down, we're listening, we're breathing, um, we're operating from a different, you know, part of our consciousness, kind of getting into that parasympathetic nervous system mm-hmm. and allowing it 
allowing our nervous system to rebalance so that we can do all the yang stuff that we need to do all the striving and the doing and the becoming you know so it's really a a balance between those two things and so my classes are really like a safe container for people to to come and be open and be held that's that's what i really like to bring to people is that that sense of being yeah so where do you teach or, or first of all, where do you get these uh, yoga teacher certification? Is it online? Is it a face-to-face class? Yeah, it's face-to-face. So um, mm-hmm. I live in the northern panhandle of Idaho uh-huh. and I'm right on the border of Washington, basically. Okay. You're close to Spokane. Yep. I'm okay. Spokane's like my, my second home. And so I, I took my teacher training at um, the Mellow Monkey, which is a yoga studio in Spokane. Mm-hmm. And both, and so I took my initial teacher training there, my 200 hour training, and now I'm in my 300 hour training at the same wow. studio. And I also mm-hmm. teach at that studio. Um, and then That's I teach so cool. at a studio here in Idaho called Hayden Yoga and Massage. Mm-hmm. And I just got promoted at that studio to yoga manager. Like this is a brand new promotion that just happened That's for me. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Like, yeah, I really... You know, I think that my long-term vision is to have um, have a space where there can be a collective of a bunch of different teachers and healers mm-hmm. so that we can come together and offer all of the things that, that we do as our specialties and bring them to people who are ready to bring that into their awareness, you know. Yeah. But awesome. the fact is that the town that I live in, um, Coeur Lane is very different from Spokane, even though we're very close. Uh-huh. Coeur really conservative. Um, you know, we're, it's a big lake resort town. So the winter time is all the locals. The summertime is all the tourists. Yep. It's a very interesting place. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to visit here. Um, we're close. Not, like, I have not, but I want to go to, to your water park that's close there. Yeah. My kids. Silverwood. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I know Julian Huff and, and her husband lives there. Yeah. You should come up here. It's so, be- the lake is gorgeous i heard yeah um, there's so come. much to do maybe it's next time far from portland either so. it's not i have friends in portland it's like a, it's a six six and a half hour drive mm-hmm. it's nothing you know yeah. it's, it's really nothing and so i jump over to portland from time to time and and yeah. go hang out and well you let me know when you come for sure oh, i will i will absolutely we'll because i would love to connect with you in person that would be for amazing. sure do you so there's a lot of yoga teachers that travels across the globe now and teach yeah. yoga. That's something that's super exciting, I think, in the yoga world. Mm-hmm. And the other exciting piece is some teachers teach online now. So yes. there's that's like- another yeah. So I have all these different like I'm a dreamer. I live in the headspace. That's you know that's kind of some of a little. It could be a problem. It tends to sometimes manifest as a problem. <laughs> um, but I am I'm an air sign, and so I'm all up in the head. So I have all these big dreams, and one of them is to either teach online so that I can reach a lot of people, mm-hmm. or teach you know be a, a traveling teacher when my youngest son has graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. So the way I like to think of it is that right now I'm still here to be a mom you know, mm-hmm. and I'm always going to be a mom, but I'm still, I have a young one, you know, Forever. He's 11 years old. Mm-hmm. and so with the time that I have between now and the time he graduates from high school is the time that I can build community where I live. Um, and maybe even build community online, like you're saying, 
Yeah. And then when he's graduated, then I can branch out and start to travel. So that's kind of what I see in my future is that type of thing. Yeah, that's exciting. What yeah. are your kids' names? Uh, my youngest name is Aiden. And my older son, oh, hello, kitty. My older <laughs> son is named Dylan. And my daughter is named Jada. Oh, I love their names. That's wonderful. Yeah. Now, your mom is still in New Mexico or she Albuquerque? Yeah, my mom's still in Albuquerque. And she did eventually get married. She, she met somebody when I was in high school. And they've been together since. And he's oh. been such a good um, partner for her. They, like, good. are retired. They are into, like, jeeping. They do jeep. They go on jeep trails. And they have, like, all these friends. And they're in all these jeep clubs. And so they're that's in Moab cool. right now, like, jeeping. Oh, <laughs> you know? yeah, that's it's awesome. a beautiful place for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. What's your message to your mom if she was to listen? Mm. I think if my mom was to be listening, my message would be um, thank you. <laughs> thank you for uh, putting up with all my crap when I was a, a teenager. And then also thank you for the strength that she placed into me without even knowing or realizing she was doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but because of the adversity that I had in my life growing up, it turned me into a really like rock solid, strong person. And I, there's never a shortage of strength. I, I don't have a shortage of strength. That's so and cool. So I, I think that she gave me that. That's so awesome. What is it that you learned from your mom's parenting that you are continually using for your own parenting with your children? Um, I learned that I learned the power of affection mm. um, because there wasn't affection. My mom was not, and is still not, and she's just not an affectionate person. Um, but I'm a very affectionate person with my kids. Mm -hmm. I like to hug my kids. I like to sit next to them. I like to put my arms around them. I, I like to be with Me them, too. you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I learned all the opposite things. <laughs> <laughs> know what not to do and what to do. <laughs> yeah, you know, the what not to do. And my mom even told me once, she said that that she thinks that I'm a better mom than she was. Oh, and, and she, you know, that had to, that takes a lot of like courage to say that too. Um, but she said that to me and that was a huge compliment. That was huge. such a huge compliment to me. Huge. And I'm not a perfect parent by any means, you know, no, I'm just, no I'm doing no the one. best that I can with, yeah. with the tools that I have. But I think that so long as I keep that in my consciousness and my awareness that, um, we're all doing the best that we can with what we've got, you know, that's, Oh, it's all we can do. And, and, you know, and when we have really amazing people around us that can also help us mm -hmm. and not coming from our perspective, also not being afraid to ask for help is going to uplift our skill set as a parent too, and make us a better um, parent because we have help. So absolutely, you know, so and cool. I kind of briefly mentioned that my kids all have different dads and, and my, my older son, my, he's my middle child, his dad's not in the picture, but my oldest, so my daughter and my youngest son, both of their dads are in the picture. Mm -hmm. um, so I do have a lot of support and have had a lot of support in raising my kids. It wasn't just me. It was me. It was, you know, my daughter's dad, my daughter's grandparents, 
like as a unit, we raised her. And same with my youngest son. It's me. It's his dad. It's his parents that all raise my youngest son. So my middle son got the short end of the stick because of, of the dad that he has yeah. or doesn't have. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's kind of a weird. And so dynamic. I can immediately understand why your son would, would be like that. Yeah. You know? Yes. Because he probably feels like nobody wants him. And I know that you do, but you know, who's in front. I mean, you've experienced it with your own mother, like mm -hmm. the one that's so engaged and actively on the day to day in your life is the one you take for granted. Yeah. And yeah. so, so I'm sure deep down inside that he appreciates you and he's probably going to, as he gets mature in life. And that's just, that just comes with time. Sometimes when you're wounded throughout the process, especially when a young person, you know, mm -hmm. being wounded, it takes time to heal those kinds of wounds. So just yeah. be there for him, I think is the best thing you can do. Yeah. And that's, Maybe. that's where we're at, you know, and he's like, he's 17 years old. He's, you know, looking for his first job and doing mm -hmm. things like that to, and the, those types of things will help him to also build confidence, you know, yeah, um, yeah, to be out there in the world because he has learning disabilities that he struggles with. He's a high functioning um, autism. So he's got Asperger's. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been a challenge as a parent and that's challenging for him as, you know, the one living with that. So yeah. it's just a, he's, he's an interesting, uh, little firecracker, but he definitely is a reflection of me in a lot of ways. So yeah. I can relate to him a lot. What is your message to Jada? Uh, my message to Jada, God, she's so awesome. <laughs> I love my daughter so much. I love how independent she is. Um, and I think my message to her is probably just to continue to grow into her own power, um, figuring out what that is for her and not letting anybody tell her how to be. So something about my daughter is that um, she has a girlfriend and not a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And so she came out to me and her dad when she was um, a senior in high school. Mm -hmm. She met a girl and, and I always knew I just knew intuitively. Your moms just knew. We no, did, right? You just know. And he did too, because we talked about it when she was very young. But so my message to her is just to stay, stay strong in that, you know, and that to not let anybody um, try to put a, a put her inside of a box. Mm -hmm. She's you know? human. She's yeah. just. I mean, she's just one of us. Yeah. So, remind me your second son's name. Uh, oh, his name is Aiden. Aiden is the, is the baby. I know. He's Aiden. my, yeah, he's my baby. It's <laughs> the name of the middle one. Uh, Dylan. Dylan. What's your message to Dylan? Oh, you know what? Same thing. Like not to let anyone put him inside of a box because I think mm -hmm. what has happened throughout his life is that because he has Asperger's and he has ADHD, um, we struggled a lot in the school system mm -hmm. with That's people. It's, Right. They just classify him as a troublemaker and then they put him inside of a box I that says, that. you're a bad kid. I hate when they do that because school combines everybody. And then they, and then the ones that don't, you know, don't belong, they label them like the most negative thing. Yep. And that's, that's what's happened to him. Um, we actually withdrew him from high school last week. Mm -hmm. He's going to pursue his GED. And because it's just 
too much. It's not working. He's, he's angry at school and he, it, it's going to end up bad for him if we keep him there. And so we've made a, a choice. We mm-hmm. made a choice last week and that was what we chose. So good for you, mama. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't belong in that normal school system. And you know, like what, what really is normal? Like right. sometimes, sometimes you look at from their perspective for special child like yours, like maybe they are the normal ones and we're the ruined. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, we don't know which really is the truth, right? Yeah. Maybe we're the ones that are like, because we're trying, some people are just trying to belong and go with the flow and they just like want to be different. I mean, it's just, I question that sometimes, like maybe we're the normal ones. And I mean, you know, we need help to understand these special people yep. more. Yeah. I mean, I understand them because I've grown in my own little mind that, you know, I study a lot for my own personal growth. So I understand. I love people. It's my passion. Like just people, different walks of life and also different personalities. I just love understanding where they truly come from because what they are now is not who they currently are. It's because of who they have become throughout the process and I love that's why you hear in my podcast I I talk about the childhood a lot in my podcast because I know that who I'm talking to right now has a lot to do with who they were as a child yeah absolutely you know and what I would really love to see is um yoga being taught in schools Mm, um right? I think that if we can get to our kids when they're in elementary school and start teaching them mindfulness, and Mm -hmm. we don't have to call it yoga, we can just call it mindfulness, we could call Mm -hmm. it awareness, we could call it whatever, and it doesn't even have to be moving the body around, it could just be mindful thinking. Yeah. Um, I think that- We can call it a timeout or a detention. <laughs> if they want to classify as that, well, you know what? I read some, detention. Yeah, I, I read some article where they do. There's a the, some school that uses yoga in detention. So when the kids yes. go to detention, they teach them yoga. Uh, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. You know, but that's so cool because I I always say that once when I have a ton of money, I want to provide the cafeteria's food is the most disgusting food <laughs> in the whole entire world and it's just can't like a lot of their vegetables their canned vegetables you know green bean canned mm-hmm. green beans it's just not cute not right? doesn't taste good so like having um the vitamix in i mean there's some sort of a risk to that because obviously they're kids but if we can just teach healthy drinks like that and not box juice and mm-hmm. just even, even just a little bit of upgrade on their drinks can make a huge difference. Even if they still eat canned whatever, right? but they just make a change in one of the things that they feed our kids, such as milk and juice. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you, if you like dairy, I don't really believe in the dairy, I mean, there's good dairy, obviously, you have to really have high quality dairy. But the things that they market in those grocery stores are not good dairies. And all that good stuff. What's your message to Aiden? Uh, My message to Aiden is, and this is something we work on is to um, 
show compassion to people who are different from him. Mm-hmm. This is my message to all three of my kids, but this is something I really focus on with him because he's young. So I'm like, okay, I can start molding him how I, you yes. know, how I would had I known with my other two when they were little. So we talk a lot about compassion for people who are different from us. Um, and so my message to him would just be to always see the, see and celebrate the differences in people rather than judge. Yes. Thank you for that. Mom, my last question But before I go to my last question, I want to give you uh, kudos and I mean, I commend you for all that you have gone through in life and and how you still end up showing up today. Um, You show up in the most positive way. Your smile is contagious. You're, I mean, it must be the yoga because it relaxes you. You don't look like you have a lot of stress, even though I know that we talk a lot about your challenges. But mm-hmm. I think challenges and stress are so different. Like people always think, you know, you have a lot of challenge. You must be stressed. No, challenge. your stress is your reaction to your challenge. Yes. It's yes. not the same. So I commend you for, for healing yourself and still continuously because we all do our it's work every in day. progress. Yeah, every it's a day, fight every you know? day. It is. So, and, and I just do my yoga practice and I, I have really great friends Uh, My support system is amazing with my friends and my family from a distance, you know? Yeah. Um, I I just try to do things that feed my soul and that keep me in a a space of authenticity at all times. Yes. And I'm honored to be able to pull the curtains behind um, and get to know you a lot more than just being friends or connecting on Instagram. So it's definitely going to elevate our relationship because now we have so much, um, you know, so much communication, so much connection really. And it's amazing what technology can do nowadays. The connection is there's no lack of connection if you're willing to put yourself out there. So I appreciate you, Renee. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I just want to, you know, invite listeners to, if they want to get to know me a little bit more and kind of follow me, please. Yes. Um, I have a podcast called Be Serve Rock. It's, it's new. I'm playing around with it. I've got like six episodes out there and um, it was inspired by a mantra. The, the mantra is Be Serve Rock. So it means to be your best self, serve the greater good and rock out wherever you go. And I mentioned very briefly that dancing and music is very much a part of my journey. Um, I follow Michael Franti. Do you listen to Michael Franti's no, music? No, I don't. Okay, so you, now your, your assignment is to look up <laughs> Michael Franti and I'll message it to you. Please. And listen to his music because he is a humanitarian and a singer-songwriter. And his mantra with his wife is Be Serve Rock. And so I kind of adopted that and I turned it into a podcast. And so I want to start interviewing people that I see who are embodying that message, that being their best selves, um, finding opportunities to serve humanity in, in any way, shape or form. And then people who are rocking out and really just like rocking at life, you know, and, and um, music lovers, especially because I'm a big music lover. I love reggae music. That's kind of my jam. But yeah, so follow my podcast, Be Serve Rock. And then um, I'm on Instagram as essential, essential underscore flow underscore yoga. And on Facebook, Essential Flow Yoga. 
So awesome. Now, do you have a website or? It's um, in the works. It's in the awesome. works. It's like under construction. It's just ReneeHunrata.com. It's my name. Perfect. Um, Perfect. But when it, yeah, it's going to be live June 8th is my launch date of my website. So then people can connect with me. My podcast will be linked in there and then um, links to be able to work with me. Like I said, I want to start teaching online. Um, I want to teach private yoga online to people. So if there's anyone out there who wants private yoga, um, I'm, I want to do that for people. So yeah. That's so cool. Thank you for that. Appreciate you. Last question before we go. Oh. What is Renee Honrada's definition of the word mother hustler? Oh man, when I saw your <laughs> that being mother hustler, I was like, that well, that's me. I'm a mother hustler. Yes. Right? I love when people say that. That's me because it's 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 a community. It's of us that are out there. Yes, you have done such a beautiful job of creating community. Oh, I, I can't you. even, like, I, I learned from you from listening to your podcast and listening to how you relate to people. Um, it's my goal to create community with women who are domestic abuse survivors in my, in my area and even online, you know, like that's part of my bigger picture. So that being mother hustler really speaks to me because, um, I had to mother hustle to get myself out of that marriage, right? Like that was, <laughs> you and, did a good job, girl. And I did a good job mother hustling my way out of that, you know, yes. and, and I've mother hustlered my way, like just all throughout life. I feel like uh -huh. as a parent, um, I've always been a good provider for my family. I've been in manager roles in every single retailer that I've worked for. Um, uh -huh. I'm a worker. You know, I'm a hard worker. I have three jobs back, four jobs. I have four jobs right now. You're a hustler. I am a mother hustler. So yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And, you know, I love you so much for everything that you are and everything that you represent. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. All right, sisters, thank you so much for listening and always supporting the Being Mother Hustler podcast every single episode, every single week. I know most of you take screenshots of these episodes and share it all over your social media outlet. And for some of you that's left us a five-star review from the bottom of my heart, I'm so super grateful for you. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And it would mean the world to the entire Mother Hustler Nation community if you wrote us a five-star review. Because I'm telling you, this is not about me. This is not about you. It's about all of us in the community inspiring each other, learning from each other, and not allowing each other to make any excuses to chase our dreams. I swear I read those reviews and it fuels me to my core, makes me cry for great reasons, so I so look forward to reading those reviews. As always, sisters, don't forget to give, serve, live, and love. Have a mother hustling day.